Hi, Spots and Cheap Pops! Today, Sasha Banks and Naomi walk out on WWE Raw, leaving the women's tag team titles behind left for a ferocious tag team division. MJF, people are wondering what he's going to be doing in 2024. He seems to have a great opinion on it, and there's speculation of what's going to be going on in about a year and a half. Also, CM Punk, is he turning heel? That and more here on High Spots and Cheap Pubs. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Silicon Steve Valley. On the other side, we got Vladi Daddy. Woo! And we are back, Vladi Daddy. You're feeling better once again. Back, back live. Yes. I'm alive. Not COVID this time, but you're feeling better overall. Everything's back in the premiere. Rocking the great Grateful Dead hat. I got a Pink Floyd hat on right now. So we're respecting some of the great bands of all time as we talk the world of professional wrestling. And how you doing, brother? Doing good. Doing good. I'm, I'm alive. I'm well. Once again, was under the weather, but uh, looks like I'm on the uh, road to getting better, to say the least. So I uh, finally caught up on some wrestling, and uh, we do have some hot topics today. And, you know, the hottest one right now is it's most current. It's extremely relevant, and what we have here is a situation where you literally had your tag team, your women's tag team champions walking out of the building and away from the company during a live program. And one of them was going over in the match. (laughs) It's, It's crazy. Uh, I think we might differ on what we think about this, though. Uh, I gotta say, I I don't blame them, though, from what I've read about it. All right, so well, let's recap of what we have read and what the rumors are that's going on. Um, yes. So w- details are on their frustrations with the way they've been booked, the way the women's tag team division has been booked. And pretty much they've been biting the bullet and, and playing a low profile and being the good sports over the last couple months. Yep. And now not a lot of direction for their characters. Seemingly they're going to break up or they're going toward a way where the, the women's tag titles are going to be completely irrelevant. And I guess that's why they left. And I th- think that it was, yeah. I, what other details have you heard? Uh, WWE obviously released a statement. Cody I'm sorry, Corey Graves called them unprofessional on air. They Which alluded fed to, to the, and that was fed to them by by Vince. We don't know that. Da, 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 da. Well, we might. Yeah, because you know Corey Graves. Let me just fuck with two of my friends. That'd be real fun for me. Right, and he got Vince in the grill. Was tell him it's unprofessional. Do you want a job, Jerry Briscoe? So. Yeah, you know, like, you know, we, we touch base on a, what, what we sort of know uh, as of this moment. But one of the reoccurring things that I keep on hearing was that for Hell in a Cell, I believe they wanted um, uh, who, Naomi they wanted? and Naomi, right? Na- Naomi and Bianca, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the other match, they wanted Sasha versus Ronda, correct? That's the rumor. On the ba- that basis alone. I agree with them because this is again is just watering down the tag team championship to a, to a level where it doesn't even mean anything, even though they just went and propped them up for WrestleMania 
and I've yet to even really feud with anybody. Who are they going to feud with? I, I mean, take, I mean, how many girls do we have on this roster? Divide them by two and start making some teams. <laughs> well, apparently they were going to have the Celtic ladies, Nikki A.S.H., still dressing like a superhero. Not sure and why. And Dewdrop. And Dewdrop. They were going right. to be in it. And I thought that actually would have been a really good program with four really yeah. good professional wrestlers. Um, however, that didn't happen. That is shitting on the tag team division. Here's where I don't sympathize with these women. Okay. Nor anybody anymore who's in WWE who signed a long-term contract over the last four years. This has been their MO. They don't give a shit about tag team wrestling. They never did. And they certainly don't care about it in the women's division. So now you signed a contract to do what you are told from a creative standpoint you're and to uh, be, be the actor that and the hybrid athlete that you are but essentially the actor in this tv show that's how wwe looks at their talent they look at it like it's ross and rachel rachel you know what i mean that's who the you know it, it basically phoebe and rachel just walked out right so and if there's creative differences, okay. But at the end of the day, to walk out right before the show goes on air, that puts a lot of your teammates and a lot of your people, other your, your other people, in in uh, that puts them in a bad position. So I don't really respect that. I mean, give them a little bit more of a heads up than right when they're going on air. That's first off. Secondly, Sasha Banks, excuse me, the woman who just takes off anytime she friggin' wants. Ah, it's COVID. I don't feel like getting a vaccine. Fuck it. I'm not wrestling for a couple months. I'm going to shoot the Mandalorian. I'm not wrestling for a couple months. I had a mental breakdown and I had to leave for five months. I'm not wrestling. She has rest. She has not been a consistent performer in WWE for years. She really hasn't been. So I'm sorry. She does come off as a little spoiled here and she does come off like it needs to be what it is. Now I get what she's saying and I understand that she wants respect on the women's division and the women's tag team titles. But look at the SmackDown tag division. It's just as much of a disaster, maybe not as bad, but just as but almost as bad as the women's tag team division. Tag teams don't mean shit in WWE unless there's some top names carrying one of the titles. So that's where I, I don't empathize as much with these superstars anymore because you know the devil you signed with. And so, hey, you want to walk out? It's like Stone Cold and Brock Lesnar. Stone Cold, to this day, was wrong for that moment. I'm certainly not. I didn't give him a pass then. And I'm certainly not going to give Sasha Banks and Naomi a pass here. You really think Stone Cold was that wrong in that moment? Huh? I thought he was right with the. I thought he was right that it wasn't a great decision, but I don't think you walk out of your company. And he and he also says that too to this day. He says he regrets doing it the way he did it. I mean, they they wanted him to job clean to Brock with no buildup. I understand night. that. Awful decision. It's yeah, but it's Vince McMahon's company. Yeah, you know, I, I I agree. It was an awful decision, and. It made no sense. Vince McMahon woke up one day and was like, I'm doing it. Fuck it. 
And he, again, he treats his talent. He's been doing this for years. But again, we know this about Vince and we know this about the WWE. Yeah. That's why it's hard for me to like, oh, we didn't see that coming. It's very hard for me to, to, and I understand their frustration. There's, but I don't think this was one moment. This is my whole point to this. Yeah. Is I don't think this was just one moment with Sasha Banks. This was something that's been building up for a long time. They also said that they didn't want to work with Asuka and Becky. That was one of the things that, that were said, <clears throat> which is extraordinarily interesting to me. I wonder why. Becky, from by all accounts, is as professional as the day is long, other than the thing with Charlotte. But then again, I always thought Charlotte wasn't really the unprofessional, wasn't the unprofessional one in that situation. So Becky, right. maybe she's getting that top dog syndrome. So there's that. Um, Oscar, I don't know why she would be unsafe. I never heard anything bad about that, but they're two of the top wrestlers in the world. You can't just say, I don't really feel like working with them. You can't say, I don't feel like working with Becky Lynch or Oscar. You just can't right. figure it out. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I don't, I really, I, I understand their frustration, but they were paid to do a job and walking out on their team, not just Vince McMahon, but walking out on them at that hour, I thought was really bad. Hmm. They could have done it at five o'clock in the afternoon, not at eight o'clock at night. Yeah, I think, you know, this was a leverage move by them. Yeah. And basically WWE didn't play ball. And uh, it's it's interesting because what I one of the things I read was that they left the uh, tag team titles on John Laronitis' desk. Yes. And you know what? Hey, what are you what are you guys doing here? <laughs> You're not the Bella Twins. You're not. The, uh, you're not. You're not Nikki and, and what's the other one's name? Bree. Bree. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot her name. Um, Bree Danielson. Yeah, but it, yeah, and again, it comes down. It's interesting. It's Laronitis. Ever since Triple H stepped down, man, the morale has been sort of shit with him in, in that position. He's he's an incredible axe man meets the yes man. That guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. He, he does it with a pretty hard look. The, the guy was never the most talented cat in the world, and he's made he's he's made quite a living in the world of professional wrestling. So yeah, to his credit, uh, and I, he he wasn't that great in the WCW days either. So, no, was not. Uh, when he was doing their talent relations, not just as Johnny Ace, but when he was doing his talent relations. Um, now where do we go from here? What do you think happens to Naomi and? Sasha Banks, what happens to the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships? Whew. Um, Naomi's in a tough spot here. I mean, yeah, she's sort of related to Roman unless he vouches for her. But, you know, I, she really, you know, united with Sasha here and out of the two probably has the least amount of leverage. Sasha, on the other hand, she has the ability where I by understanding her character in the Mandalorian, they're thinking about giving that character their own show. And if she gets her own show, she could just, you know, not look back and just sort of remove herself from wrestling. I have a thought on that, and I have, and I want to challenge that for a second. Sure, I don't think that formula works if you burn WWE bridge. Name one person that burned that bridge and then became successful. The Rock. Uh, Got got that job. Because they all got their gigs because of WWE. And you burn that bridge. I think you burn some behind the scenes stuff that we don't know about. 
one person that sort of, I don't, I don't want to say burned the bridge, but maybe skimmed across it was Batista. Because when he went and did Guardians of the Galaxy, WWE was of the opinion that that movie was going to be a bomb and wanted no support and didn't even want to help him with it in terms of like commercials. And didn't even want to mention they're like, ah, oh, what are you in a movie with a raccoon in a tree? What you know, what the hell's this? <laughs> what they the thought it was stupid. This? Yeah, yeah. Something I took in nineteen eighty nine, damn it. This is stupid. Where's Manatar? So yeah, like uh, like you know what? Like so that was one thing where he he desperately wanted to leave and become an actor on his own. And he kind of did it. And then, you know, when the movie became a box office success, hey, then all of a sudden Batista's coming back and He's blue Tista and all that sort of stuff that we all got a chance to see. And then they finally gave him his retirement match. And the guy has become a pretty big movie star. Household name. So He definitely didn't burn a bridge, though. No, 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 no. That's the thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and that's the thing. You're right. But, you know, it's intriguing. Say if she does burn a bridge with WWE, she has plenty of friends at AEW. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think she'd be out of professional wrestling, but I don't. I don't think she's going to say goodbye to by WWE. I'm going to Hollywood. Any any starlet that tried that, and there have been a few, they always failed. Well, and a couple of, the, and a couple of went up doing porn. But no, here's the thing. I, I don't see that happening to, with her. I see I can see her going and doing this Mandalorian show, doing the Mandalorian plus her own show. Her contract runs out with WWE. And say if she's not getting any acting roles otherwise. She's going to be out of contract because of the amount of time that has gone by, say if she waits two years. All of a sudden, if she gets the itch again, you have Tony Khan there waiting. Maybe. And now you have a star from a TV show looking to go on a TBS and a TNT network where they might even be playing some of this stuff eventually. So it's, it's not a bad crossover. And you know what? I, I give Sasha Banks credit. Like A lot of people are like, oh, she's Snoop Dogg's cousin. From the stuff that I've read, man, she has not had an easy life. I think she's the type that lived in trailers. Uh, her family moved around a lot because I think she has an autistic brother, and they were trying to find the right school system for him so he can get the, the proper uh, um, uh, therapies and, and, and just things of that nature. So He's a great person, it, actually. Yeah, like, I, like I've heard, you know, interesting. Like It's not like she was just like, hey, Snoop, here's Snoop's dog, you know, Snoop Dogg's cousin that's going to NXT. Like she had to work at it and she didn't come from a tremendous amount of money from what I could say, you know? So she made herself what she is and it's great to have Snoop as a cousin. She sort of modeled herself after him a little bit as the boss. It worked and you know, the rest is history. So and this is where we're at and man, it's like, I did not expect to see all that sort of news sort of starting to flood my social media about this, but what you have here are two African-American teammates, world champs, tag team, that have decided to step away from WWE because they didn't agree with it. And honestly, if anything, they're showing you how disingenuous WWE is by putting the belts on them at WrestleMania and then having nothing for them afterward for months afterward. Surprise! Well, again, it's a surprise. It's like, hey... We're gonna give you this moment at WrestleMania. Look how look like look how broad Wait. our eyes are. Like what? you know, but again, it's it's it, WWE is gonna WWE. You signed a contract. You signed an extension a couple of, a year or two back. You knew what you were getting into and what you were signing up for. 
And the fact that you're pissed off you're going up against Ronda Rousey and she's pissed off she's going up against the arguably the best women wrestler in the world right now, which is Bianca Belair. Right. I just think it's weird. I, I get it. But, but this you know is WWE. Watch that language, sir. You better none of that sound fuller here. But, but again, you know, to me, it's like I almost appreciate the fact you're doing it because say, listen, say if those matches did happen for Hell in a Cell and you and I are making our picks. How easy are those picks again? Oh, yeah, they're both losing for sure. Again. So it's like, the, and I can see where they're coming from with this. It's, it's like, it's a no brainer. Like the fans know who's going to lose. So, really, how are you helping the tag titles? How are you helping Sasha? How are you helping Naomi? And they like, could have had a good program with those, with, uh, with Nikki Ash and Dujop. Yeah. Yeah. If they, if I heard that they, were offered Nikki Ash and Dewdrop and Hell in a Cell, and they said, "Oh no," I'd be like, "Okay, their, their egos are freaking out of control completely now." Like, who are they trying to book here? Like, who do they want to cut? Do they want the Bella Twins back? Like, are they trying to go that route? Like, but if they had a program that was workable with Dewdrop and Nikki Ash, and decided, "Oh no, we don't want that," then they're getting really big for their, you know, for who they are at that point. WWE could just literally hit a reset button and say, okay, we're going to now take some of the women that we haven't been using that much. We're going to have a little four or eight team tournament and we're going to have new tag team champions. And then we know, and then Naomi and Sasha Banks are done and then they have no leverage at all. So I I, I don't, it's, it's very interesting because again, I just, uh, I don't know how much leverage they have anymore. WWE has shown that they can survive without either one of them. So it oh, isn't, yeah, yeah. this isn't Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, or even Becky Lynch walking away because Sasha hasn't put in the work on screen consistently yeah. the last four years. She's not as valuable as she was four years ago. Same Is thing it comparable to Tony Storm or Jeff Hardy leaving? <laughs> no, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Similar, though. It, Tony Storm is not anywhere close to Naomi or Sasha. And Jeff Hardy, left. Jeff Hardy, maybe because he's a bigger name. But they just left. Yeah. Well, no, Jeff Hardy, they released Jeff Hardy. When he they, left. He, le- he, he left in the middle of a match. He did. <laughs> but they wanted him to take a drug test. And no, well, we know what Jeff Hardy did. Jeff Hardy did it because he, he knew that. It, it it sounds like it was this the weird plan. Jeff Hart, we know what Jeff Hardy did. He wanted yeah. to get out of his fucking contract, and he pulled a he pulled a fast one on WWE. That's what happened. Let's, let's be honest. And Tony Storm got tired of getting in food fights and was like, "Screw this." <laughs> yeah, we'll have a food fight for you over on, here, here on AEW. Yeah, where's Nyla Jax? Get that pie. Wow. Anyway. We'll get an ADW in a little bit, by the way, everybody. A couple big things happening over there. Uh, but, yeah, very interesting to see what's going to happen. Sasha Banks, Naomi, two of the biggest stars in, on the women's roster. Going to be very interesting. But I don't think they have much leverage at all because that tag, no one really gives a shit about the women's tag team division. No one, honestly, because of their lack of presence on screen the last two years, uh, I don't think either one of them are nearly as important as they were a couple of years ago back either. So I don't think they have any leverage at all. So I disagree with that, but we'll see what happens. And also it's going to be interesting to, as you alluded to what it will mean to have the head of the table 
as the guy, but isn't Jimmy Uso her husband? I, I always mix up who she married yeah, out of the Jimmy. two. Yeah, Jimmy. And Jimmy's the one who's hanging on by a thread with his set with his multiple DUIs. <laughs> And his, and his injury-prone situation. So, I saw some of the memes after she left. They're like, hey, how's Jimmy Uso getting home? <laughs> Did you really see that? That's hilarious. So yeah. Jimmy Uso isn't really... Because Jimmy Uso is the one that's connected to her, I don't know if they have as much leverage to help Naomi out. But I think Naomi overall, she's probably the one that can smooth it out because she's been there forever. And, yeah. and that's the other thing. Naomi's been through 10 times worse booking than this. Funkadactyl. She was a Funkadactyl. Not only that, there was they, they did nothing with this woman, who's one of the most talented wrestlers in the planet right, in terms of the women's division. And they did nothing with her for years. So she finally got her flowers, and she's been there for over a decade at this point. So it's interesting that she walked away. Sasha has always been a little... She's, this is this, I think this is the second or third time she's actually walked out on WWE. She's done this before. Yeah. She just never brought someone with her, and I don't think she ever had a title with her either. So, right, right, right. So this is this is what makes this a little bit more interesting, but we'll see. Uh, other news in so, WWE we're going to touch on. Yeah, and actually, I had a question for you. Like, uh, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it myself, but I did see the news, and I'm going to check it out after we have our podcast. Uh, countdown to Cody. Ladies, what do you think? Gentlemen. Yeah, what are you thinking about Cody Rhodes and the treatment he's getting here, and what's going on with his angles here? Well, it's funny you brought up how disingenuous WWE is, and the only thing that could match that—I'm just kidding—Cody Rhodes came out and <laughs> cut one of his. I love his promos, by the way. But as Kevin Owens called it on Twitter, sp- Let's go on. In fact, why don't we talk about Cody Rhodes? We'll get into it. Cody Rhodes had, they, if you didn't see it on Raw, they had a countdown to Cody. They are countdowning on the moment of when Cody Rhodes is going to appear on screen. Well, Kevin Owens, if we can get into this, Kevin Owens took to Twitter right away during Raw, by the way, folks. And it started with. Oh, there's a lot here. There's a lot more than what I thought. I'll just edit this part out, dude. Sorry, buddy. I'm not no, going to no do problem. that. I'm not going to do that. All right. You know what, dude? Introduce that again, because I was I forgot we were going to do the Cody thing. I was going to jump over to something else that we weren't even going to talk about. I don't know what I was doing there. Sorry about that. Oh, sorry. All right. No, so, uh, so yeah, like, uh, so I got to ask you, uh, you know, especially coming off of this conversation about Sasha and Naomi, I didn't get a chance to see it myself, but I did see what was written and what sort of news this uh, gained in that they actually have a countdown to Cody. So what's your opinion of what's going on here with Cody and WWE? I have to be honest. First of all, we said this could probably happen. If the WWE universe embraces him the way they have, they can make him the biggest star in the company. We said that it can go either to one of two ways. We thought it could happen. This is now you're starting to see the machine working for Cody. He is the heir apparent to Roman Reigns. There is no way around it. And I think it's a little over the top, but they seemingly went out and bought Cody Rhodes from AEW and he's going to be the biggest star in the company with that stupid fucking tattoo and all. 
And he came out and cut a brilliant promo that I think the crowd would have loved in an AEW in an AEW dynamite show. I felt like the WWE, it was a little over the WWE universe's head a little bit. There were some lulls when he was really knocking it out of the park. There were a little bit of lulls and it was a little long. And I don't know if that's going to be consistent for him to get over. That's going to be the interesting part. Are they going to have to temper down his promos, shorten them up a little bit? Because I can see Vince McMahon is, what the fuck is he talking about? Tell him to hurry up. So he got it. And finally, he came out and cut a great promo, putting over different characters in the great saga of the, of the Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes story from way back in 2012 when Cody was so frustrated frustrated almost veteran at that point Seth Rollins came up and shot right to the top great job recapping that and then of course finished off with a challenge of hell and a foul <laughs> and he also said Cody Seth Rollins wasn't there and then Seth Rollins showed up from backstage I don't know, weird but he accepted and he laughed a lot <laughs> Cody, 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 <laughs> Cody, oh, Cody, that's <laughs> what I wanted you to do. <laughs> you fell right into my trap, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's, who else is going to wrestle in Hell in the Cell? Roman's not wrestling. Right. I guess you could do the Usos and, well, no, the Usos and RK Bro are fighting on SmackDown this week. Yeah, which for the belts, right? Do the Usos would win. Um, however, anyway, long story short, I thought it was a really great promo from Cody, and it was a great segment. And I think this has been a really good feud, and where Cody Rhodes is going is absolutely. I think he's going to be the guy. I think he. I think it's a really good possibility you're going to see him be the next John Cena, because he. If anyone could ham up disingenuosity, like. Like WWE go hand in hand, yep. just, just like some from the past have said have done. It's Cody fucking Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is going to be the undeniable one, and he is going to win that championship belt. That is, we already knew that, but it looks like it, it looks like they are putting the full push behind him, and he's going to have a little journey of beating Roman Reigns and being the one that beats yeah, the one. Yeah, he, you know, from. You know, my view here, it's like anything I've seen, and again, I have to catch up on the the uh, on Raw from last night, but man, they are just playing him perfectly. And it's weird. It's like he hasn't really changed from AEW. It's no. it's it's his character. It's, it's who he is. And they're just putting it on WWE, and they're getting it over. He's, it's the, it literally is the perfect example of what you do with, 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 a brand you buy a brand and then they just come over and they make that part of it but cody rhodes when he left he bet on himself he changed his look he dyed his hair blonde he did everything and he became the american nightmare cody rhodes and the american nightmare cody rhodes now has come back he left as a boy essentially he's come back as a man and now he's going to be the face of the company and i don't think and i think it's a fade it's almost a fade complete unless something Unless the, the crowd turns on him like they like they did in AEW, this is going to be a fait accompli. If the crowd turns on him, he will not be as valuable. But right now, it doesn't look like this train stopping anytime soon. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, and the blueprint is there for when MJF arrives in 2024. Well, great segue time. As last time we spoke, last time we spoke, some things have happened. MJF continues this amazing storyline and continues this amazing work. Arguably, the wrestler of the year, maybe outside of Cody, uh, but arguably the, the the sports entertainer slash wrestler of the year. Can we use use that word in a serious context? Sorry, uh, MJF. But MJF, the rumors swirling that he is not. Happy with his contract. He wants a lot more money, but he does not want to sign for more time. And that's kind of silly for anyone to expect anything less than that, especially with over well over a year on your contract. You have a year and a half left on your contract. A lot in the wrestling professional wrestling where a lot can happen in a year and a half. Well, maybe not in AEW, the way they move storylines. True. <laughs> How's that, still- how's that? Yeah, House of Black, Varsity Blondes. How's that going? All right, we're still waiting for Arn Anderson's big announcement he was going to do when Malachi Black showed up. <laughs> yeah. We're still waiting on that. that. We're still waiting to find out why the fuck Arn Anderson was burning things and why Cody was asking about that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot there. We're still yes. There's a, there's a lot of things we can go into, but we're not going to go into it too much. AEW's had one of the best dynamites they've had in weeks, so that was a good thing. The women actually showed up and did great. Tony Storm and Jamie Hader had a great match. The crowd was actually into it. They weren't into it in the beginning. Those women won them over. So if you give the talented ones an opportunity instead of just a stupid backstage thirty second promo, you might be able to tell some stories. But MJF, back to his contract, again, wants wants a lot more money. He wants to get paid for the amount of ratings that he's getting in comparison to the new DXWWE guys, as he called them, in a recent interview, making a lot more money. And obviously, he's referring to John Moxley. He's referring to Brian Danielson, CM Punk. He wants that kind of money because his ratings draw the same that they do, in some cases, better than they do. Right. Body Daddy, your thoughts on MJF and the way he's positioning himself and Tony Khan's response. You know what? Like, uh, I agree with MJF to a certain extent because I think if Tony Khan doesn't do this, he sort of has two options. One, I should put it this way he has two options. One, he doesn't do this, which. If he doesn't do this, he runs a very good chance that MJF will just go and take the money and run because he's annoyed that for the last year and a half, two years or whatever it's been, that he's been probably the most sought after portion of that show and hasn't been getting paid properly. So MJF, yeah, true. My like, I mean, listen. If if uh, I would prefer watching MJF segments to Moxley's over the last year, year and a half. Yeah, but he signed a contract. You sign a contract, you have to live by your contract. But this is the rules. Does nobody give a shit about the rules? Again, you're talking about wrestling contracts. You know what happens in WWE if they feel like getting rid of you, they drop you. No, there's nothing guaranteed. 
in AEW there is. So you can't use that game in WWE in AEW and WWE. And honestly, again, you sign a contract to WWE, you know what you're getting into. So I, I so you're I, saying you're saying if Tony Khan wanted to go and drop uh Marco's stunt, he couldn't. Oh, he could, but he doesn't. Okay, so then that's just a personal business choice. That's just a business choice. That has been their business choice so as of late. <clears throat> they haven't and they haven't released anybody yet. So right. until they so, do, that argument doesn't fly. Well, here's the thing. With MJF, if you don't go and pay him what he feels he's worth, he's gonna leave. And if you don't go and pay him, you can't really continue to go and put him on the show in any anything meaningful. Because you're not gonna give him a run at the the world title and risk him going and giving that momentum to WWE. So you're painting yourself in a corner as a booker and as an owner of the company. So what do you do? Just let him dwindle and he's going to just go and fart around with Sean Spears until he leaves. I mean, that, that's he's my not going to sign. Well, you'd be an idiot to give him more money when he said he's going to be a free agent, no matter what you do. 2024 comes up. He's going to be a free agent. Tony Khan doesn't you have two choices. You pay him now and hope in good faith. The guy who said he's going to be a free agent and go he, he, look, you, you can't play it both ways. <clears throat> You've come out and said you're going to go wherever the biggest paycheck goes. You've come out and said that. In 2024, no matter what, I'm going where the most money is. So why would Tony Khan give this motherfucker a dime before he before that happens? If you're going to be a tough guy in the media, which, by the way, I have a theory. A lot of this is a shoot, is, is a complete work. I don't believe MJF is pissed off Tony Khan. They're having this. this, this, this <coughs> I, I don't know how much this is. <coughs> I don't know how much this is accurate, to be honest with you. But I can tell you this. I don't think Tony Khan should give him a dime more until his contract is up, unless he signs for at least another year, give him another year, at least give him something. You can't just get a raise just because you've, you've performed well. That's not how any entertainment works, whether you're an athlete or not. Even if you're a professional football player, you have to be in a situation where, but, but you get incentives in most sports contracts. And he has merchandising incentives. He has merchandising incentives, and he has a weekly platform to get himself over. Right, and it, and if his ratings, which maybe most wrestlers don't have ratings incentives, but if he's able to look at these numbers and be like, "Hey, these segments are bringing in the most revenue because my ratings are through the roof," that's a leg to stand on. And oh again, yeah, it listen, is. But if you're not going to offer yeah. any more time, then he would, you don't have a leg to stand on. Yeah, but you're, actually, what you're hoping to do is buy more time by saying, you know what, at a goodwill. Like, I mean, truthfully, Silicon Steve Valley, what are we talking about here for Tony Khan? At the end of the day, it's just money, his father's money. And he's wasted plenty of it already. <laughs> he sure has. Right? So, so what's the big deal? If Do you want this guy like to be you know, your guy for the next 10 to 12 years, or do you want him to go and get the Cody treatment? You want to count down MJF? I think you think MJF is not going to be a free agent. Do you, I don't know. I, I don't. You're, you're taking a monster gamble on a nice on a, on a on a step of good faith when you have him under contract and he can't do shit about it anyway. And he's and you're right. He's not. MJF is a smart guy. He's not going to stop entertaining. He's not going to stop doing his thing. He's going to continue to be who he is. And Tony Khan, I don't believe is going to take him off of television to punish him. 
I, I don't I don't think you give him more money just because just as a good face of goodwill because he said he's going to go where the most money is anyway. Tony Khan's going to have to pony up in 2024 whether he gives MJF that money or not. So what's the point? MJF is not. What is he pisses him off a little bit more? All right. Yeah. I mean, he's and honestly, he's a young guy. He's definitely very well versed with the business of 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 this industry. Oh yeah. He just gave me an eye roll. And no, not it wasn't you. I was eye rolling what WWE would do with a five foot nine person. What would listen? If anybody can make it work, it's him. Yeah, I just five foot nine, right? You could you see Vince McMahon putting a title on him? He will be a manager. He will be exactly what they wanted Adam Cole to be. That's what MJF would be in WWE. I got to say this part about this because I've actually thought about this a little bit and you know how much like I I enjoy Adam or I enjoyed Adam Cole. Adam Cole doesn't hold a candle to MJF. Not even close. Yeah. Verbally in the ring, his persona it's, it is apples and oranges, baby. I agree. So like, honestly, if anybody could make this work at five foot nine, it's MJF. And especially if Cody's there, Cody and MJF could have some great feuds. I mean, it would be great if we could have MJF in WWE. I don't think he'll be able to say any nearly half the shit he's saying already. But at this he's point, smart, time, he's at this smart point enough, in time, I don't. Well, he, this is the thing. I think he's smart enough to work it, to work it in the PG sort of era as well. I just don't think it's smart to give the guy money when he said he's going to be a free agent no matter what you do, and he's going to go to the highest bidder no matter what you do. I don't think it makes business. I don't think it makes any sense business. I don't think the goodwill is going to guarantee you anything. Or, and, and I don't even know if it gives you a leg, a, an inside leg in. I think what you're hearing from Sasha and Naomi, what you're hearing from everybody other than Cody Rhodes about WWE and the way they treat their talent. MJF is a smart guy. He knows where he's going to be able to make, he knows where he's going to be able to tell his stories the best he can. However, there's probably a part of him. Yeah. He wants to be in WWE and it's almost like the Yankees, but it comes with a lot of baggage and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, but I do not think Tony Khan needs to give him a dime more because I don't think it's going to matter. And I also think there's a really good possibility that a lot of this is, is not is a work. I think he's working. He very well may be working everybody here. Because it's possible, but you know, like I, I think as we see the progress of Cody and what they've done with him, I like I, it's got to open eyes. Like Cody's already gotten his WrestleMania moment right off the bat. MJF, Cody's an anomaly, though, and that's what anyone has got to understand. He's an anomaly. And, he's not normal. But the thing is, if MJF goes and crosses over and does something similar, but as a heel, it's no longer an anomaly. All of a sudden, they, WWE gave these guys the platform to go and show it to this many more millions of people. And professional like wrestling makes it way back to WWE. And, and you and I, have, you know, we've talked about, you know, AEW critically of late. And the term is like, hey, it's kind of indie show-ish at times. WWE is not an indie show. It's a it's a friggin' it's a Las Vegas Broadway production of pop music and sports entertainment. And you give MJF a microphone and Cody 
And you know who's another one I could see eventually is even Ricky Starks because of them having him having the connection to Cody yeah. and his look. His I could see WWE being all in on that guy too. Like you have the basis of them starting to pull important parts because right now AEW has made a fatal mistake in my opinion. Right? They've taken some good talent from WWE, and you and I, especially when we hear or we see that they have arrived, we get excited. But after three to four weeks of them being there, what's going on with them? It, they, they sputter pretty quickly. Yeah. Keith Lee. Right? Malachi Black. Andrade. So AEW doesn't really know what the hell to do with this talent. I think Andrade's had a pretty good run in AEW. I disagree with you on Andrade. I think he's had some really great matches. He's main evented a lot of of shows. So I don't know if I'd agree with you on Andrade. But definitely Malachi Black. But the thing was, it it sputtered. But Malachi Black was the hottest thing in wrestling for about three months. And then they just... It was with Cody, but it was... It was also Malachi, let's be honest. Um, it was what he was doing, and we've been excited for it since, and then it just doesn't go anywhere. And we finally and thought that, we were getting the Julia Hart payoff, and then that didn't happen. Like That was ridiculous. I couldn't believe I saw that. I I, I, I was like, what is it going to take? I was so annoyed with Malachi Black and, and whoever booked that goddamn angle right there. How do you not have her? Like, the crowd was just beckoning for her to hit him with that chair. Dying for it. it. It it felt like the crowd was like ah when that didn't yeah. happen. But uh, let's to back to MJF. I I just don't think it it makes any sense for Tony Khan to give him any more money a- after what everything that he said and the position he's put him in to be that with with doing that he doing that this like the character. I mean, he does every interview in in this character that he is or whatever. You know, he's so good at it. You, there's such a fine line between where MJF begins and where Max begin and Max does. And I have to be honest, I don't know a hundred percent if this is the genuine Max. Him and Tony might have a completely different relationship than what we're hearing about. But I don't know. It's it's very interesting. And look, MJF uh, before Sasha Naomi walked out, MJF was one of the hottest things being said but until i see somebody under six foot be the man in wwe i'll believe it when i see it i know benoit did once and he wasn't too much bigger than than mjf so how tall was eddie eddie too well they both were champions yeah but they never were the fate you know so it could happen but then again the wwe has changed a lot too now all the all the a lot of the major players are six three, six four. Uh, you know, your small guys are guys like Seth Rollins. You know, those are your small guys now. It, it's kind of back to the almost like the mid eighties. Like a lot of your, your normal wrestlers are six four, six five, six six. Your Drew McIntyre's. You know, your, you know, you, a lot of your mid carters are big dudes. So it's very interesting to see if the Ricky Starks and the MGF could make that crossover. I think MGF can make it work. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know unless Vince isn't there, if they're going to see value in him as much as we think he has, but we'll see. Maybe Cody Rhodes is changing the machine. Maybe Cody Rhodes is doing everything CM Punk wanted to do. Maybe Cody Rhodes is going to WWE and changing that place from within the way CM Punk wanted to do. 
Just like Cody Rhodes went to New Japan. Just like Cody Rhodes went to Ring of Honor. Cody Rhodes did every goddamn thing that CM Punk said he was going to do in that pipe bomb. Cody Rhodes actually did those things. And he comes back doing this one thing that CM Punk can never do. And he's going to come back and he's going to be the very face of the company. That is fucking irony. Well, Kevin Owens is taking a Twitter and having a lot of fun with the countdown to Cody. Is he? It's, it starts out with, oh, good. I was wondering when Cody was going to be on. <laughs> hey, if Cody gets a countdown and two to three sets of pyro for every entrance, can I finally get the pyro I asked for years ago? <laughs> 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 That's funny. Balls. <laughs> Countdown to Kip Stern. Six days and like I don't know what I don't know, maybe four or five hours or so. We'll see. <laughs> Hashtag countdown to Cody. <laughs> then he did a then he did a Becky one. Countdown to Becky. <laughs> He's having a blast with us. Maybe, <laughs> countdown to KO. Maybe 10 minutes or so. Depends how long Cody takes for his speech. Stay tuned. <laughs> Kevin Owens is bringing me the most joy I've seen from professional wrestling in his Twitter feed the last 30 seconds. That's great. And then uh, <laughs> countdown to KO. Countdown to KO. Maybe 10 minutes or so. Depends how long Cody takes for his speech. Stay tuned. I love it. Kevin Owens, you are a god, sir. The, the, the balls one is my favorite one. That's my favorite one. Hey, if Cody gets a countdown in two to three sets of pyro for every entrance, can I finally get the pyro I asked four years ago? <laughs> and then behind him is a picture of pyro spelling out the word balls. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Funny guy. But it, it just it just I don't know. It, it it's it's all good though, but your point to, to your point, MJF is worth probably more than anybody in terms of what you're gonna pay him. But Tony Khan has no reason to pay him that until his contract is up and when MJF says he's gonna be a free agent. He's come out and said he's going to be a free agent. He said it doesn't matter what's gonna happen, and he's gonna go to the highest bidder. This is verbatim what he said. Not verbatim, but this is uh, paraphrasing exactly what he said on Ariel Hawani's show. He said he's going to whoever gives him the most money, no matter what. He's going to be a free agent, no matter what. So why would Tony Khan give him more money? Because this guy who's shitting all over, basically being a dick about it on air, on interviews, this kid's being a hot shot. You're going to give him more money because he's trying to bully you? If this is a shoot, it's not a very smart business play by MJF. Because you're going to take one of your bitters out. It's just, it's just weird. So that's a part of me thinks that this is a, is, a, is a work. I really do believe part of this is a work. I don't think he's that hell bent on leaving AEW. But if he is, Tony Khan shouldn't give him a fucking nine more because he doesn't have to. If you're going, if my goodwill money is not going to mean anything, the idea is the real, the argument, the conversation between us that we're disagreeing with, I believe is if more money will give Tony an inside track and MJF will decide to stay 
after his contract is up. I don't think the extra money is going to make a goddamn bit of difference to MJF. He's going to, if, if, if he's to shoot, he's going to go where the money is, not who his buddy is. And at that point in time, Tony Khan will be more, more, more in a shitty position, similar to Brian Cashman and Aaron Judge is going to be in. Tony Khan is going to be in a Brian <laughs> Cashman situation at the end of the year. Just similar. like Brian Cashman is going to be in a bad situation with Aaron Judge at the end of the year. Yeah. The only difference is Aaron Judge wanted to stay and wanted to get paid for more money so he doesn't have to go to free agency. MJF is saying, fuck you, I'm going to free agency anyway. It's not a very smart, it's not a smart business play by a free agent if you're going to do that. Unless you're going over the top, which he's trying to do to raise his price up. But like you said, Tony Khan could book him into oblivion if he wants to just pay him to stay home. And that's that's what's going to be interesting. I don't think Tony Khan does that. I don't think MJF would let it get to that point. They're both too smart a businessmen. If he doesn't re-up with six months left on his contract, you th- Tony Khan's going to still put him out there? Yes. Would you just job him out? No, I, I don't see. I don't think Tony Khan does that. And also, look at what he, he didn't know what was going on with Cody. He put the fucking TNT title on him. <laughs> Tony now doesn't. We got two, now we Tony's have two. Of them. <laughs> now we have two titles. Uh, anyway, that's a whole other deal. Um, I did like Scorpio Sky staying heel, though, on Rampage. It's actually pretty good on Kazarian. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but it was pretty cool. Good yeah. mode. Rampage is pretty good. I mean, I you could miss it. I think only 290,000 people watched it this week opposed to last week. So a little little higher than last week. What's up with Hookhausen? There, it's a it's it's a it's it's a buddy, it's a buddy tag team. It's a comedy buddy tag team with a straight man and a comedic wrestler named Danhausen. With Hook to give Hook a little bit. It's an I think it's a good way to get Hook some airtime, get his character over a little bit more in a more of a serious situation than just coming out on rampage and beating up a jobber. So it's something that Hook can kind of get his teeth into and not really put a lot of his stuff out there because I don't think he's ready to be a major player yet in terms of right. Uh, what he's doing. So they're bringing him up slowly, and I think it's a good way to do it. And I think eventually you see him turn on, on Dan Housen and he you know, beats the shit out of Dan Housen, which he should. Dan Housen's cursed him for no reason. Yeah. He drew first blood. <laughs> but uh, go, but, but that, that's where I'm at with MJF. I think he's worth the money, but I don't think Tony Khan needs to pay him. If, if MJF is going to have that hard line, then Tony Khan can have the hard line too. And then we'll just see what happens in 2024. He'll fall right into the arms of brother love. He might do that anyway, though. I don't. Th- I, I think you're thinking some extra money now is going to give Tony Khan an inside track, and that's where we disagree. I don't think it does give him an inside track. I think it just gives MJF more money, and, and I told you so. I knew I would get more money out of that motherfucker. Unless it's a work, which this might be. Yeah. Because up until recently, MJF was up until a couple few months ago, MJF was bleeding AEW black and gold. So, um, you know, that's what have we on. So on other things here in AEW, CM Punk in Long Island, you don't get much more heat than that. He comes out wearing a Ron Tavares jersey or is that a John Tavares jersey? Sorry, John. 
I'm an Islander fan too. A John Tavares jersey to a chorus of boos and winds up winning his match, but against John Silver, hometown boy, getting heat. Then Hangman Adam Page comes down and confronts him, and it's CM Punk kind of, again, foreshadowing a little bit of a heel turn, saying the exact words. I used to wake up and ask myself, look in the mirror and ask myself if I was a good guy. This morning, I asked myself if I was a champ, and I said, yeah. So CM Punk might be forgoing some of his good guy antics in this feud with Hangman Adam Page. And I think that's something that we needed. We need some emotion from Hangman. Hangman's back to giving the middle finger. Kind of similarly, he kind of seems similar in a similar spot as he was when he was a tag team champion with Kenny. Kind of angry a lot, even though he's a champion, should be enjoying his success. And he seems a little frustrated. But we got to see more emotion from Hangman. It's going to be good to see CM Punk going to be able to get it out of him. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I'm looking forward to seeing these two against each other. Uh, I'm pulling for for Punk personally. I'm I'm a little tired of uh, Hangman at this point. I think we need a little bit of a change. Enough um, is enough, and it's time for a change. To quote Owen, absolutely. So, and uh, and then of course my <laughs> my. Uh, uh, professional wrestling wet dream right now is to see some sort of alliance between CM Punk and FTR. Um, that's my thinking right there. It may happen, but the problem is if CM Punk turns heel, FTR is one of your biggest baby faces right now, collectively. Yeah, and that's why I'm I'm not really buying the heel turn thing. I, I think if anybody turns more heelish, it's going to be Hangman Page. He's so over. The crowd loves him so much, though. We'll see. We'll Do see what happens, really? but I'm excited to see the emotion back in hanging Adam page. And you're going to see a good story, but they only got two weeks to tell it though. The only two dynamites left before double or nothing. So they don't have a lot of time. So dynamites are going to be chock full the next couple of weeks. Yeah, very true. So, um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I I just, uh, I'm not a, I think that, uh, it's an intriguing route that they're going. I, I'm also wondering if they're going to go the, the drinking route a bit with uh, Punk and Hangman as well, because Hangman seems to be sort of teetering a little bit as a character. So, yes. yeah, we'll see how that, this all pans out, though. Um, but how could you do that see CM Punk and not turn have it be have a heel turn? Because if, he, if he's exploiting a weakness that that's mm-hmm. fucked, that's that's fucked, especially when he's been an arrogant prick straight edge guy for 20 years well and, hell you were you you were anti-hangman because of the way he was treating the dark order guys so i mean it's a, how hard is it i mean i don't think hangman's all amazingly likable i think i think if it's punk or hangman i think the crowd's gonna side with punk i 100 disagree we'll see what happens next week uh, long yeah. island was an anomaly obviously because they hate cm punk and they hate wardlow as well yeah they booed him <laughs> boo wardlow and MJF, another brilliant promo. Great dynamite. Whole, it really was. Dynamite's going to be that whole, weeks. That whole MJF segment was incredible. Yeah. Dark side of the ring. Amazing. Yeah it, was, yeah. it was just so good. Getting Jericho to be the narrator of it. It just it felt like a, a dark side of the ring. And then Jericho just being like, wait, what is that? How much, how much did he pay me? Okay. Yeah. It was so just so smart the way he did it. And then his whole, then MJF, and, and here's the other thing too. The way they've built up Wardlow has been 
the best. This is like what Goldberg should have been. Like there's a feeling of that, but it's way cooler to me. And I'm loving what I see out of Wardlow and how they're building him up in this manner. And MJF just coming out there, just hyping up his home crowd, which is so similar similar as like when like, you know, your favorite Bret Hart would be a heel going back to Canada. There was that energy in the crowd. It was like a bizarro crowd, and that's what MJF has made Long Island. Yeah. And I fuck and I fucking love it. I think it's just so good. And the crowd's buying into it. They're all wearing their little scarves, like the whole the Burberry thing. It's just it's great, you know? And um and the way he played it up when he had the microphone and just like setting out his guidelines and just referring to him as war pig <laughs> is just great. You know, the whole winking to the crowd and and then just bringing up how like people in the upper deck, even though they're poor, he still loves them. It's still beautiful. It's yeah. He's still beautiful. Yeah. It's just perfect. That whole segment. And the guy, by the way, don't forget, this guy is the most hated man in professional wrestling. And in one promo, he turned into a baby face. Just yep. to turn into a heel the following week. Yeah. It wasn't a full baby face. Term. We kind of knew it was coming, but it was just the guy has it and he can work a crowd. just, he works the crowd the way the rock that works a crowd. Yes. That's the way. That's all I could say. The only other person I've seen work a crowd like that is the rock. Cena doesn't even come up to that level. No. And I, cause we right. see them when they're out, just, just be, just be a natural and work in the crowd. We've seen the rock do it. We've seen Cena do it, especially if you've seen them at a house show and we've seen MJF do it. MJF just has it and he's perfect. And we, Hey, let's hope it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Him and Wardlow are going to be great, but MJF is going to lose. I could see MJF winning this world championship within a year though, before ever, before, before this is all said and done. I think he might be the guy that even beats punk. We'll see. Yeah. I, I think he does be beat punk actually. Maybe he's a baby face. Oh my God. No, nah, it's not going to happen anytime soon, but I don't know. <laughs> what else we got? So anything that's what's, that's a lot of the major topics happening in the world of professional wrestling this week. Body Dottie, you have anything else you want to, Get off your chest over the last couple days. What I need to ask you, this is other big news. Ric Flair's last match. Oh, what about it? Ricky the Dragon. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be. What I read is supposed to be Flair and FTR versus Steamboat and the Rock and Roll Express. Your face says it all. You just grim it. You're like a sour milk face. That's what I'm reading here, man. Can we get the Iron Sheik out of here, too? We get, get Hogan back. Fuck it. Bring Hogan out. Have Kevin Nash come out. He's feeling good now. He's smoking his weed. Wow. Yeah. Flair just wants to die in the ring, man. I hope he tries. I hope he, if he is going to pass in the ring, I hope it's when he's doing that flip over the top rope, try to jump on the top rope, and then Raz is jumping to the top, just like the wrestler. I mean, he's literally the wrestler, except he never, yeah. he never chopped beef. <laughs> yeah, it's it just I, I was surprised to hear this. Um, 
Well, he was working out with Jay Lethal. We knew he was going to yeah. try to get back in the ring. And that was the thing, too. I was like, when I saw the workout videos, it was one of those things. Like, oh, he's, he's keeping in shape. And I was thinking, I'm like, please don't do this. And, and then, lo and behold, he's doing it. And, the, and the, the fact that they were able to go and convince Steamboat to come back and make an appearance. He's in great shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody deserves it, he, you know, I'm sure he can pull it off, if anything. But Flair. I, I don't get it. I mean, why? Hey, man, it's better. He's been trying to burn out instead of fade away for 10 years. And... And I, I guess he's 73. He's, he figures wh- he's already lived longer than he thought he was going to live. He's already yeah. lived uh, one of the most rock, probably the most rock star life of any professional wrestler ever. And he wants to die just as he's always lived. And there's some, there's some beauty in that. It's kind of the, it's kind of how, you know, we talked about, uh, and I'm forgetting his name. His name escapes me. Uh, Fear and Love in Las Vegas. Fuck it. Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson wanted to go out that way too, but unfortunately his body wouldn't let him do that. Ric Flair's body is letting him live out this dream where he can go until the wheel falls off. And there is some beauty that is pathetic and as sad as it is, there's some beauty to a guy being able to go after his dream until the day he dies into his 70s. And I think that's there's a beautiful part to it. It's sad and it's he doesn't need to, but God bless him for trying. Yeah. Just keep your dick in your pants, Rick. How about that? But <laughs> Try to do that at the very least, Rick. Yeah, don't cross um, women but, with your penis, you fuckhead. <laughs> and then, uh, actually, I believe whatever the event is, uh, his son-in-law, Conrad, is like considered oh. the promoter. That's probably, why, that's probably why this is even happening. Conrad Thompson has more money now. With not only was he already a million a millionaire because of his mortgage company, the guy now is a podcast king. He's the pod yep. the pod father. They call him. All right. There's, there's there's new washed up wrestlers popping up every day with a new fucking podcast on this on this dudes. I mean, honestly, and what kind of classless piece of shit that runs as a a wrestling podcast anyway? Yeah, scumbags. By the way, you can support Hot Spots and Cheap Pops on YouTube and here on Spotify on our podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe. <laughs> Irony. No, I, I love Con- uh, Conrad Thompson and everything he brought to profession. He, you can make an argument. He's one of the biggest reasons AEW has come to power the way it is because he has supported independent wrestling the entire time. So you got to give. I love. I love Conrad Thompson. Is. <laughs> I don't know how he married a flair. And by the way, the flair he married, she's got milfy vibes. She's a little older, but she's very attractive. He did it right for himself. I would say more so than Charlotte. Interesting. You know what? I think I agree with you. Just because I like a natural look. No offense to Charlotte. But I like a natural look. Are you no. saying she's unnatural looking? I think it's a little too much makeup sometimes. Would you fear for her if she was standing near an open flame? I would politely ask her to step away without any kind Before of she melts. long-term, long-term, long-term melting that can't be moved back. And evidently, she's taking a break so she can go and get married to Andrade. 
And God bless them. I, I like Charlotte, so I have no problem with her doing that. God bless you, Charlotte. Have fun. And I thought At it least. was a good way to it was a good way to write her up. It was a good match too. Ronda Rousey's had a couple good matches in a row, by the way, folks. Look out! Oh, I can't believe you just said that. Holy yeah, shit. I know. Hey, it goes to show you that if it, I, I'm fair, I'm not just going to bash somebody just for the fuck of it. Right. I'm a fair guy. Call it right down. Call it right I'd down like the to, middle. I'd like to applaud Charlotte for not marrying Alberto Del Rio. I'd like to plug Charlotte. She has something coming out. Yes. Oh. Okay. Charlotteflair.com. Very nice. I don't know if that's a thing, by the way. Vince is like, no way. She's got very nice feet. Charlotte. She's got nice feet. Mm. I like her feet. She's a very attractive woman. They're both attractive. Flair, Rick Flair's going to make nice looking kids. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's all good. So, I'm glad. I love that toward the end of our show, if you stick to the end, you get a little piece of this fun banter that we like to talk about. Charlotte Flair's feet. We got to eventually, because you're definitely the Bigfoot connoisseur between the two of us. Is we got to have like a ranking system of, you know, ones that you feel comfortable with ranking, like a top 10 wrestler's feet. <laughs> Mandy and Paige Van Zandt are one and two. I'm not sure which one's first. I would say that right Ooh. now off the bat. Um, definitely those two. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of the rest of them. I'll yeah, you know. we, we got. Yeah, we're gonna get our crack research department to start getting you some. And, and nothing, and nothing makes a fat professional wrestling fan like myself look better than ranking professional wrestler women's feet. Yeah, I'm not gonna I look mean, creepy at all. I'm not gonna look like a. No, not in the slightest. And I think we'll probably start getting more guests for our talk show. Oh yeah, let me go on the foot, the wrestling foot guys show. <laughs> well, Sasha Banks might have free time. I do want to give a quick plug, though. I do. Uh, a good friend of their shows and a friend of mine interacted with him a little bit on social media this past couple days. My boy Ace Austin doing a great job winning his first match in the New Japan uh, Super, the uh, Tournament of the Super Junior Junior Heavyweights. Absolutely lighting it up. I'm so proud of this kid. Again, one of the. I mean, I, I train with him. He super kicked me in a in a in a uh, training match. And uh, I, you just knew he was not going to be denied even then as a 16-year-old, small little 16-year-old kid with this ridiculous mop top head. And uh, you just, he just, the confidence he had in that room, it just, it's good to see this all come to fruition some seven years later. Congratulations, uh, Ace. But anyway, so, yeah! so we are coming to the end here on High Spots of Cheap Pops. Sasha Banks, Naomi. I think they could be left in the dust unless they they're gonna have to make the call to Vince and and amend that. They're gonna have to. I think that's gonna have to be the case. We'll see what happens. MJF 2024 is coming up, but we have some great stories coming up. AEW, check it out tonight on AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite is gonna have to bring the pain the next two weeks to really set up double or nothing. Because right now, other than the matches themselves haven't really gotten deep into the storyline so they're going to have a lot of heavy lifting to do over the next two weeks before Double or Nothing next Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Silicon Steve Valley, Vladi Dottie. We love you. You like the party. We'll see. We'll check you guys out next week. 
where we're going to have our double or nothing picks and we're going to talk about everything else. So check out Moment in the Valley. It'll be coming up at least once or twice the remainder of the week. And we'll talk to you guys then. This is Silicon Steve Valley for Vladdy Dowdy here on High Spots and Cheap Pops. Hit subscribe and like on Spotify. Thank you guys here. End of the lesson.